بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد So we mentioned that Al-Imam Al-Qayrawani, Abi Zayd Al-Qayrawani He said that the Usul of good manners Are four Good manners go back to four Ahadith And then there are four pillars that are derived from each of those Ahadith Shaykh Abdul Razak Al-Badr Hafizahullah Ta'ala he mentioned that the pillars of good manners, they are four. Who can remember what they are? You don't have to mention them in any order. Huh? Don't, be, uh, don't be driven by your impulses. Not to be driven by your impulses. Not to allow your emotional impulses to drive you. To steer you. Huh? Number two, preservation of your tongue. Number three... Leaving what doesn't concern you. Number four. MashaAllah. Yes. Having a clean heart towards your brothers. Not having ill feelings and harboring ill feelings in your heart towards your brothers. Or your sisters for that matter. So tonight what we'll do, we've discussed briefly the issue of having a clean heart towards your brothers not harboring ill feelings towards your brothers and your sisters. We've briefly uh, discussed the matter of preserving the tongue. So tonight we'll spend a few minutes reflecting upon the narration of the Messenger والسلام, that is recorded in Sahih Bukhari when a man came to him and he said, Advise me. So the Prophet said, La Do not become angry. And the man kept on repeating this question. Advise me. And the Prophet والسلام, kept on providing him with the same answer. La taqdab. Do not become angry. So, I mean, what does this narration um, imply? Does it mean that you're not meant to allow the feeling of anger to occur in your heart? That's impossible. The Messenger isn't saying, don't. Uh, the anger of, the feeling of anger is. Haram, in and of itself, the actual feeling, because that's natural. The actual feeling may occur in a person. But rather what the scholars they have mentioned is that what is being referred to here is keeping away from the asbab, the means, the causes, the avenues that will lead you to becoming angry and not exposing yourself to those situations. To those causes, those asbab, that could lead you to becoming angry. Okay, so now the question arises, how do you do that? How do you not expose yourself to being in a situation where you can be angered? And how do you not adopt those means and those avenues that could lead to your anger? The answer to that is two. One is related to before the incident or in the scenario of you becoming angry, angry occurs. And the second is related to when the actual of you 
uh, the actual uh, circumstance of you becoming angry when you're exposed to it. So as for the first one, i.e., how do you not expose yourself to those circumstances? How do you not get angry? As for the first one, which is before you're in that situation of being in a, in a situation where you'd usually be angry, that is by beautifying yourself with praiseworthy, noble characteristics like patience. So from beforehand, you have already disciplined yourself. You have spent weeks, months, years training yourself, disciplining yourself with beautiful characteristics such as patience, such as tu'ada, yani being deliberate about your affairs and, and the things that you're about to do, having foresight about what you're going to do and the consequences of my actions. These type of characteristics, they're not attained overnight. They take training. They take discipline. That you're not musta'jil. You're not hasty. That you are patient. You are uh, uh, forbearing and so on and so forth. So that's the first step. First step for, if you like, for a lack of better terms, anger management is that you train and discipline yourself to adopt beautiful characteristics. As for the second matter, then that is that when you are faced with a situation whereby you become angry inside, then there are two things that you need to do. Allah's Messenger advised with two things. One of them, is related to your tongue and the second is related to your actions so as for the first then that is that when you become angry first you have to say uh, you make isti'adha you seek refuge with Allah the Almighty the all-powerful the one in whose hand is the dominion of the heavens and the earth the one in whose hand you are in control you, you, you are in his control that you seek refuge in him and sanctuary and protection in him from the shaitan because the shaitan he wants you to get angry the shaitan he wants you to get angry he wants you to say something in response to that feeling of anger the shaitan he's going to be whispering to you someone abuses you verbally so what's shaitan going to say he's going to say be a man say something back to him Shaitani, if you, if you try not to say anything, Shaitan is going to say to you, where is your manhood? This person has insulted you. Say something back to him. You come home from work, tired. You come home and perhaps your wife, she says something to you. She says, why did you not go shopping? Well, I told you to get the groceries. She says something. That, um, you know, it uh, causes you to become angry. So the initial response that, the initial thing that comes to your mind is, I'm going to say something back to her. Shaitan comes over and he says, what are you being angry for? You're going to let a woman talk to you like that? Speak back to her. Put her in her place. No. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue and say, A'udhu billahi min rajim Seek refuge in Allah from a shaitan al-rajim. And then, you don't use your tongue. You withhold your tongue. Why? Because right now you're angry. Right now, the rage of anger is burning within you. And therefore, 
the control that you have over your tongue is weak. So now when someone said something to you or done something that makes you angry and you try to say something, you don't have full control of your tongue and therefore it's very likely that you're going to end up saying something that you're going to regret. And therefore the Messenger ﷺ, he said, your prophet, he said this. That if one of you becomes angry, then let him remain silent. That's the first step. Second thing is related to your actions. That if it's the case that you've become angry, you're silent. But the brand of rage of fire that is within you, is uh, the rage of anger that is in you, is not, uh, is not uh, extinguishing then you need to do something in relation to your limbs. You need to sit down. As the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, إِذَا غَبِبَ أَحْدُكُمْ وَهُوَ قَائِمُ فَلْيَجْلِسْ فَإِنْ ذَهَبَ عَنْهُ الْغَضَبُ أو كما قال الرسول عليه الصلاة والسلام فَإِنْ ذَهَبَ عَنْهُ الْغَضَبُ وَإِلَّا فَلْيَطَّجِعْ If one of you becomes angry, let him sit down. And if the anger goes away, then that's all well and good. Otherwise, let him lie down. Why? Because when you're standing and there's somebody in front of you that has made you angry, well, it could be if you don't have control over your limbs because the anger has overcome you, one of your limbs might end up extending towards him in a violent manner. Your hands, your feet, your elbows and what have you. But when you sit down, then you are, you are at a more distance from that person and therefore you are li less likely to strike him or to do something with your limbs as a result of the anger. And if that isn't enough, then lie down because that's the furthest that you can be from physically reacting when you become, when you become angry. So these are the steps. It's a, it's a shame upon a Muslim who claims to follow the footsteps of the best of creation who had the best of manners and the best of etiquettes and he was the most complete and perfect of human beings it's a shame for a Muslim and the Muslim should be ashamed of himself that he goes to other people he'll first go to counselors and he'll go to anger management programs and then he neglects the teachings of the messenger if you want to go to them go to them if you want if you think there's any benefit from them but do not neglect that which the Prophet ﷺ has established for you in terms of guidelines as to how to manage your anger and how to deal with the natural form of anger that occurs to every single human being. The first thing that a person already trains himself with those characteristics, those features, those etiquettes, that when he is in a situation of being angry, it becomes easy for him. He can deal with it. Why? Because he's already cultivated himself upon patience and deliberation and forbearance. And that when a person is in a situation of becoming angry and he does get angry, he seeks refuge in Allah from the shaitan. He doesn't say anything until that rage of anger, it extinguishes. And if he needs to, he sits down and he lies down. He keeps, him away, he keeps himself away from physically reacting to the impulse of anger. Some brothers, unfortunately, you'll find. They'll say, brother, you know, I was, um, this is how I am. 
our tribe, this is how we are. Our family, this is how we are. We, we're hot-tempered people. Yeah, I can't help it. The way that I am and the way that I react when I get angry, I just can't help it. This is how my family is. If you, if you meet my father, he's the same thing. If you meet my brothers, the same thing. If you meet my cousins, same thing. If you meet my tribe, the same thing. This is how I've always been. This is all I know. That is a lousy excuse. That excuse carries no weight. Because the Messenger والسلام, has given you the advice. Do not become angry. When you become, when the feeling of anger comes into you, do not become angry, i.e. control your anger. Don't expose yourself to those situations where you can become angry. D keep away from those means and those causes that will lead you to becoming angry. No soul is burdened with more than it can bear. So that's a lousy ex excuse that people have. Those people, they had an issue of being angry and then they just acted upon that impulse day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year and it became chronic. But you can't deal with it by just taking the advice of the Messenger alayhi salatu Brother's driving the car and somebody cuts into his way and then he's holding on to the horn, beeping the person away. Next thing you know, they're on the uh, hard shoulder. Next thing you know, fight occurs and now you're in hospital, now you're in jail. Was it worth it? No, it wasn't. And now what are you doing? Now what are you feeling? Nadam, regret. That's why they say, Al-Ghadab, Awwaluhu Al-Junoon, Wa-Akhiruhu Al-Nadam. Anger, the initial stage of it, is insanity, is craziness. And the end, and the end part of it is Nadam, is regret. If you look at somebody when he's angry, and when the rage of anger is overcoming him, he doesn't look normal anymore. He looks like a crazy person. His eyes are red and the way that he's acting, if he was to see a video of him when he's angry, he'd be shocked. And that is the nature of a person when he's angry. When the anger overcomes him, he's like he's a mad person. But then at the end of it, when it finishes and the firebrand of anger has been extinguished, what's left now? Nothing other than one thing. Nadam. Regret. Your daughter, your niece, your, your sister... She's been hurt by, for example, her husband. So you get angry. Your izza, it comes into play. So you drive down. You hit my daughter, you hit my niece, you hit my sister. And then what do you do? You take the law into your own hands. And then you start beating her husband. Next thing you know, you've been charged with GBH. And now you're sitting in prison serving five years, ten years in prison. Perhaps even life in prison. Because sometimes these things, they result... In taking the life of other people. And all you had to do was take the advice of the Messenger alayhi salatu and not become angry. So that is a short reminder concerning that principle of good manners from the four pillars of good manners. Inshallah ta'ala, next time we'll discuss the fourth and final pillar. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ma'ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.